You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Working Like Dogs is brought to you by PetCare Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. PetCare Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings up to 50%. And if you find a lower price on a certified EPA and FDA-approved medication, PetCare Rx will match that price. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code WORKDOGS10, W-O-R-K-D-O-G-S, the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis and my trusty co-host is my service dog, Whistle. And we're thrilled to be with you today to talk about our favorite topic, working dogs. And today our guests are Matt and Amy Chapman. And Amy and Matt are puppy raisers for Guide Dogs for the Blind. And they're also the dynamic duo behind the popular YouTube series, Growing Up Guide Pup. And they're going to talk with us today about their weekly video blog and also what it's like to be a puppy raiser. So you're going to want to come right back after these messages as we visit with Matt and Amy Chapman. So come right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code WORK10, W-O-R-K, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. There's a movement afoot, ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code WORKING, W-O-R-K-I-N-G, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. Celebrate your special occasion and give her this classic semi-eternity band created with one-carat brilliant diamonds channel set in 14-carat white gold. Exclusively yours from ICE.com. Free shipping over $150, free returns, and 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to ICE.com and use promo code ACTFP and get 20% off your purchase. Or use promo code ADTFP and get 20% off at Diamond.com. ICE.com or Diamond.com. Get 20% off from Pet Life Radio. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets. 
where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best bets for pets every week only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're visiting today with Matt and Amy Chapman. Hello, Matt and Amy, and welcome. Hello. Hey, thank you. Well, we're so glad you guys could be with us today because today is a very special day because you have a puppy that you're raising now, Ricky, and I believe mm-hmm. today is Ricky's birthday? It is her first birthday yeah. today. Yeah, it's actually it's so funny. It is actually her birthday to the date. That's awesome. Well, give Ricky a big hug and kiss for us and happy birthday. <laughs> we Thank you. He's napping at my feet right now. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you She's celebrating? Actually, we actually uh, we're at Disneyland right now um, in LA, and um, we actually already went out for a couple hours and just did a little bit of filming, did some training with her. Uh, Amy exposed Ricky to Mickey Mouse and uh, Donald Duck, who actually were doing a you know, we can do a photo session with, with them, and we actually got lucky enough to actually get them both in, in our video at the same time, which is really cool. So she's oh. already been exposed to Nikki and Donald. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. Wow. Well, Amy, tell us, how did you get started as a puppy raiser for Guide Dogs for the Blind? Oh, actually, it was, it was a while ago when I was taking some college classes, and one of my um, classmates had a and training for Guide Dogs of America, and I started talking to her and found out more about what it's like to be a puppy and I thought, how cool is that to get a dog and take it everywhere you go? <laughs> I'm kind of a dog person, and it just sounds like a lot of fun to me, so I started uh, looking into it, and Guide Dogs to Blind is actually a lot closer to where we live, so we ended up going up to that school, and a few months after I met this person, we got our first puppy. I was real insistent telling Matt. I really want to do this. I really want to do this. And we finally got our first puppy a little over eight years ago. And uh, here we are in puppy number 10, still going. Wow. So puppy number 10? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Well, so when you first got started, what was it like? What did you have to do to get started as a puppy raiser? Well, for Guide Dogs for the Blind, they have us meet with uh, puppy raising groups in our area. So we had to call our puppy raising leaders in the area that we live, and we uh, started going to the puppy teams. They made us go to three, and then they came and did a little house check to see if the puppy would be staying, and we also got to answer, ask any questions, and we were given a puppy raising manual to read over, and then we filled out our application, and a couple weeks later, we had a nine-week-old black lab at our house. It was scary at first, but uh, we had a lot of help and a lot of guidance from our uh, leaders and our puppy group, and it just... We had such a fantastic experience with him. I was like, I want to do it again. So the day he went back for training, we picked up puppy number two, and it just kind of it kept going. Wow. Well, it's just that's so wonderful. I am always in such awe of puppy raisers because it is such an amazing gift that you're giving to the puppy by being such a good, good, 
parent, because that's really what you are, is being their, their first parent, and then what you do for people with disabilities and how you impact their lives. I just, my puppy raisers are family. We consider them part of our family because they give such a, a, an amazing gift and really independence. I mean, it just, it's hard to articulate what puppy raisers really contribute, not only to the dog, but to the individual with the disability. And there's such a shortage of puppy raisers. There's such a need for more of them. So I just love the work that you guys are doing, not only as a puppy raiser, but what you're doing to spread the word about puppy raising and to educate others, because you guys have started a really cool video blog. So tell us about that video blog, Matt. How did that get started? Okay, well, actually, it's, it's funny. Um, we should give all the credit to Amy. Um, Amy actually approached me with the idea and said, you know, why don't we take our talents, you know, because I, I make videos for YouTube already. I have a different profile and channel, and I make content of various sorts, and it's very scattered. And and um, and my audience isn't defined. And, and uh, she's like, well, why don't we do something where we take our talents and combine them? And to me, it was a great idea because it would allow me to focus on one thing, and for Amy, it's great because she's already doing the puppy raising, um, you know, hobby. And so we thought, wow, why don't we do that? And so it kind of bred from that. It's, it's a combination of our talents and our, 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 our hobbies and things we both really like enjoy doing. And so really that's how it all just kind of started going was from that initial idea. So did you work with Guide Dogs for the Blind and talk with them about it, that, about your idea and get their buy-in? We did. Fairly early. It wasn't immediately, but it was within a few weeks. Within like maybe episode five or six, we uh, we chime in and let them know about it, and they were totally love what we're doing and have really endorsed what we're doing and have supported us and and been there for us whenever we've needed. In fact, we just shot a fundraiser with them for um, a coming up week, and they were really supportive. So much so they even um, like sponsored us and paid for our way into the, the fundraiser dinner. So they're, they've been very supportive and helpful. Maury, um, Angel over there, who's in charge of media, she's been blogging and tweeting about what we're doing. And so, yeah, they, they've been really, really supportive and helpful in the process. Oh, that's great. Well, so how do you how do you create an each different video that you, each blog posting, how do you decide what you're going to include? So, you know, what we do is um, our idea in making the show is we take our everyday lives and we just essentially, you know, kind of open it up, open up the window of, of our experiences. So really it's a, it's a combination of seeing how Ricky's progressing and looking at those, those things and also all, what, what haven't we shown, uh, what lessons do we feel like we could teach and a combination of that and then and things we haven't done. We use the show now as an opportunity to kind of even push our envelope in areas that we haven't, you know, really approached yet. So it's, it's really kind of a dynamic process. It's always evolving. We're still kind of figuring it out. But the format that we've created uh, allows that because it's just the two of us. So there's not a lot of red tape in the way. We literally can make a decision and start shooting an hour later. You know, <laughs> people to talk to above us or a film crew that we got to arrange to have all available um, which I've been through, and we didn't we knew that that would be a problem. So we just kept it small and simple and used our talents that we have and, and uh, used that sort of approach, and I think it's working pretty good for us. 
Yeah, that's such a smart idea. And it, and it is so nice that you can be flexible and do what you want to do and have that creative control. And, and really, it's flexibility. That's great. Well, and tell me, how, how do you design your format so that it can be accessible to individuals who are blind or who have low vision? It's funny. When we, when we first came up with this idea, um, well, it was kind of an idea where we wanted to be able to explain everything. And like it's a video blog, a video diary. So Amy talks about everything that happened. I, I acquire a ton of shots and B-roll, and then we go back and we talk about what happened. And then when we shoot the main, she um, has an idea of what she's going to say, but it's all very real. There's no script. So she just kind of has a, a bullet point list of things that she wants to talk about, uh, and then she just says it naturally, and then I try to edit it all together. So the format works really well that way. But the reason it is, and now the, the, the answer to your question, though, because it's a video blog, because it's very descriptive, it works really well for, for the visually impaired. And that almost happened, happened on an accident, but as we kept pushing on, we realized, wow, this is really working well for the visually impaired as well because we're so descriptive about everything we do but by just using kind of the video blog format. Which, and if you're not aware what that is, you know, video bloggers generally just talk to a camera. They don't really have all the other additional things, you know, the shots and stuff that we have. They just talk to a camera and say what's on their mind or what's going on in their life. We kind of take that approach to the video blog and then juxtapose it to the additional kind of docu-drama, documentary-style kind of coverage and B-roll and the shots that we do and put in place at the same time. Yeah, I think that's so cool, and it's so great that people who are blind who get a dog, it's so great that it gives them some insight into what happens and all the work that goes into getting these amazing creatures ready for us. So I think that's so cool that it is in a descriptive format so that someone who's blind or who has low vision can really experience your video blog as well. Yeah, we're really excited about it. We're just really pleased and we feel like, you know, we have big karma on our side and almost like the powers of be. This is just like we were me- what we were meant to be. And because it's so natural for us and it just seems like such a good fit for, you know, our audience as well. And we're so happy to raise awareness about, you know, what we do um, because it does so many things. It, it helps our vision impaired. We are aware of, you know, the dogs and what they go through before, you know, the formal training part begins when they get matched up with them. And then also on top of that, it's great for puppy raisers. You know, before they get into it, they can watch our show and get an idea of optimally, you know, how much work you can put into it. And in our opinion, you should put into it. So it's really good for that as well, just the education and raising awareness. Yeah. Well, Amy, tell us, about how much time do you spend every week doing the video blog? Uh, I spend a fair amount of time. I mean, I do have my regular job on top of it, so I'm constantly running around uh, trying to squeeze in some training sessions and not having to film me. And then quickly before heading to work, we'll shoot the main. And my life's a little crazy right now. But we, we put in a fair amount of time. And, of course, the, the videos don't show everything that we put into with Ricky. We just can't shoot it all. So um, Ricky goes pretty much everywhere with me. Uh, I do have a co-raiser who does help out once a week, Elizabeth, and she's just got sent. And... <laughs> Whenever I need a break, she's there to take Ricky, or if there's something I can't do with Ricky, she'll take her. Um, and then she also takes Ricky one day a week to elementary school where she works. So Ricky's exposed to kids in the classroom, and she helps the, the kids learn to write sentences. So uh, every year, uh, we've been co-raising for a couple of years now, the new dog's still in the first grade class, and 
they're all learning the right sentences and they get little books uh, at the beginning of the year, depending on who, do- who the dog is. And they start off with sentences like, uh, Ricky had to go to the vet, I have to go to the doctor too. And they write about their experience at the doctor or Ricky has to behave at school, I have to behave too. And they're running in the halls and they, they start learning how to be descriptive and describe things. And Ricky helps out with that. So that's also one thing that we haven't been able to show in, in our episodes. Is the one thing she does is go to school and she helps kids learn. And she's very good with kids. I think it's just an amazing experience that my co-raiser can take her and uh, teach the kids at an early age about service dogs and what they do and how they can help out in the future when they're old enough. Oh, that's wonderful. That's a great opportunity for both the kids and for Ricky. That's awesome. Well, tell our listeners about Ricky. What kind of dog is she, in case they haven't seen the video blog? Okay. Um, Ricky is a lab golden cross. Um, her dad is full lab, and her mom is half lab, half golden. And uh, she is a petite little girl. Last time I read her was about a week and a half ago, and she's topping off the scales at a whopping 37 pounds now. So um, she's a really nice size. She's very mellow, easygoing. She is really good in the house. She doesn't ever try to take things she's not supposed to. And it came kind of naturally to her for that. She's not the type that'll take things off the counter. She's calm. She'll occupy herself with her toys on her time off. She does love to play. Uh, but when we're working, she's really, she loves to go out. As soon as I get my shoes on, start getting ready to go, she wants to go everywhere with me. And she's often disappointed that sometimes when I don't take her to work with me and I leave her home with Matt, she has a sad look on her face like, well, why can't I go? Oh, you don't want to go tonight, baby. We're going to be really busy at work and you're not going to be able to do anything. So um, she, she seems to really love to work. Uh, we are working through some distraction issues with the birds and the squirrels. Uh, she's making really good progress with it. So hopefully we can get her past that. But overall, she's it's been an absolute joy to raise. She's been an amazing dog. She's very friendly with everybody, cuddly, um, loves to please. I can't say good things about her. She's been such fun to raise, and I'm really glad that this is the puppy we got to start the show with. She's just the best candidate. She loves the camera. She gets excited when Matt starts getting the camera ready, and she knows we're going to go out and do something fun because, you know, Dad brings the camera when we go to fun places, so he seems to really embrace being the center of attention and doesn't seem to mind being followed with a camera right on her tail. <laughs> he actually <laughs> seems to like it and turns on. She sounds like a little yeah. angel. Oh, she sounds wonderful. It, it's wow. really amazing because, you know, we've had 10 dogs, and, you know, we've talked, and you know, I've talked about this. We've never publicly said it, but I guess we are now. It's funny. I mean, this would not have worked with some of the other dogs that we've had, and we feel so fortunate and lucky if, like, rolling the dice, we didn't know. I mean, in the future, we're going to continue, and we might not have as much luck, you know, with a future dog doing the series, but, it's yeah, we're really lucky. She's just a great dog for, you know, what we do. She's always so willing to work and willing to, you know, be in front of the camera and willing to go on outings and always seems to do her best and just wants to please. That's awesome. Well, we are going to take a quick break and hear some messages from our sponsors. And we're going to come right back and keep visiting with Amy and Matt and, and learn more about their little puppy in training, Ricky, and hear more about the cool things that she's out and about doing. So come right back after these messages. 
We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash work, W-O-R-K, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code WORK1234 at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P dot com, code word W-O-R-K-1234. If you ask the question, what do I want? What do I need? I'll take affection. I reach and mention. I need time. I need love. I crave attention. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, journalists, and bloggers. And we'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And we're visiting today with Amy and Matt Chapman, and we're talking about the guide dogs for the blind puppy that they're raising, Ricky. And so so you guys, what do you think is some advice that you would give to a new puppy raiser? If someone wants to become a puppy raiser, what would you recommend for them? Oh, good question. Um, really 
look at what is expected of you. Uh, it is a lot of work. It's a huge time commitment. It's super rewarding, so it makes it all worth it, but you really need to take a look at your lifestyle to make sure you can fit one of these dogs in because they essentially really do go everywhere with you. Uh, you got to to do your grocery shopping with one hand on a leash and the other hand picking up your groceries and at times. And it, things take a little bit longer to do, but uh, every opportunity to go out in public is a training opportunity. So you've got to remember that. Um, and you know, for us having to go through the setting, ask your group members questions, you know, about their experiences. Uh, we have a great support system with our puppy raising. Uh, all the members are always there to talk and share experiences. Our leaders are always around to help us if we have any questions or problems. They'll come to the house and work with you. Um, so it's nice to have that support system. And don't be afraid to ask questions. If you're having a problem or unsure how to train something, ask it. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, that's probably the most important thing is ask a lot of questions and be totally honest with how your puppy is doing. Don't sugarcoat things. Don't be you know, say if your puppy has a problem going to the bathroom when they're supposed to or if they're going on a walk when they're not supposed to. So it's a big deal. So uh, make sure you mention any little details is important to mention for these dogs. Because for regular dogs, it may not be a big deal if, you know, say, like, if he likes to stare at the squirrels and the birds, it distracts her. So that's something that we need to keep mm -hmm. on top of. So as a regular dog, not so much of a problem, but uh, she's got a, a big job ahead of her. She needs to pay attention to other things other than birds and balls and kids running by. So uh, it's, you've got to pay attention to details. It's just a lot of work goes into it, and make sure you're ready for it. And remember, there's a lot of other people going through it with you, so don't be afraid to ask questions and hang on to other people for support. So. Well, as a puppy raiser, Amy, what's the monetary commitment that you have to make? Do you have to pay for Ricky's vet expenses, or what are the expectations? Well, for us two guide dogs, they pay for her vet care. Um, they get the stipend uh, for each dog, but if they have some sort of medical condition, we call ahead and get pre-approval, and um, then we will pay for most everything. They set us up with heart guard and medication uh, for the whole time we have her, so we don't have to pay for that. We do pay for toys and food, and we do have a lot of toys. She says she goes through a lot of food. Which he, despite her size, she eats four cups of food a day, so we go through a fair amount of food. So we do pay for that, and any little things and stuff like that, you know, we're, we're here in Disneyland, it's, we want to take her for a book. Yeah, we're having a good time too, but a lot of it was for, you know, to get her the experience and have some fun with her. So, you know, we, we pay for stuff like that. Um, a crate. Uh, was, some, some of our group, some of the groups in the, uh, sort of got blind, do have group crates. We don't necessarily have to pay for um We have purchased our own crates just because we have, a, you know, our other dog at home and, uh, so we're getting a fair amount of money this year, but it's all worth it. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, and so Matt, tell us about your website, No Bones About It. Oh, No Bones About It is the Guide Dog blog. And uh, so they actually, Maury Angel uh, writes the blog. She works over with Guide Dog. She's uh, in charge of the media and, and communicating to the public about 
you know, like, uh, what's going on. She writes the blog. She also does admin to YouTube page and, like, the Twitter and stuff. So it's not my blog. It's actually their blog, but um, they're great. They, 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 they put all kinds of great information on, on their no-bones-about-it blog um, pertaining to, you know, like puppy raising and not only that, but also working dogs and everything in between about the organization. So it's a fantastic blog to check in and see what's going on with guide dogs. And she updates it, like, once a week. Uh, oh, great. So a fantastic resource, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I was wondering if No Bones About It was part of the work that you two are doing or if that was separate. And it sounds like it's part of Guide Dogs for the Blind. Yes, yes, it, that is, that's correct. That, that, is, that is their endeavor. They've been great about um, supporting us, and uh, I've already written two blogs about us, and I'm sure there's going to be more. <laughs> I'm so, sure, yeah. I'm sure. Well, tell <laughs> us, wasn't Growing Up Guide Pup premiered at the New Media Film Festival? Yes, yes. So New Media Film Festival, it's, um, it's a fantastic new new festival. It's only been around, I guess they had one in L.A. last year, and then they're gonna have, they have the one in San Francisco that we premiered at, and then they have another one going on in L.A. again. Uh, and it's a festival all about new media, focusing on you know, footage that is uh, you know, shot like on a cell phone or you know, content that's made for the web, basically new media. Um, so it's a fantastic uh, festival, and we're really lucky lucky to get in and actually premiere our, you know, our series there and to meet some great people. And uh, so yeah, it's fantastic. We're really excited about the, you know, it. And it's, it's, I think it's going to open up some doors for us. Uh, we're actually because of that festival, uh, we have met an individual who runs a, an actual web series festival. It's the only of its kind. It's called the LA Web Fest. And uh, we've already been told that we're going to be screening there, so we're pretty excited about that. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's just things are moving along, and uh, we really like that. We're hoping to keep raising more awareness about what we're doing and spreading the word. Well, it good sounds thing. like you guys good are thing. really doing that. And what are your future plans? I mean, based on the response you got from the industry professionals at the festival, what are, what are you thinking for the future? Well, we're just going to keep going. We're going to keep doing what we're doing, and um, you know the format could evolve. Right now, it's a web show, so a web series. It really, that's just the entity of a web series. The format itself is really unpredictable across the board. To, you know, nobody can really say what is a web show, what is a web series. But what we have is defined. You know, I think by us, this is what a web series should be or could be. And we're real excited about that. So we're going to keep going with that. And that, you know, that means every week we put up a new episode, and it's usually anywhere from well, four to seven minutes. That way people can sit and watch on their computers. It's not too long. It's not too big of a commitment. There's people that also want to watch on their cell phones, things like that. And for the visually impaired, they, they can sit down and watch on their computers as well. And if, you know, you have like an Apple TV or Windows TV, and now you can even watch our show um, on a television now, which is pretty cool. So we're, we're going to continue with the web series format, but we're really open to other ideas. I mean, I would love to make this a TV show, what we're doing. <laughs> we might have to evolve to something different. It would have to be maybe perhaps more than just the puppy raising angle. I, I could see us doing a TV show about the whole entire process, from, from puppy raising to uh, the working dog angle to the training once they go back to, say, to the campus, to the veterinary staff and what they do. I, mean, I think... That, to me, would be our ultimate goal, <laughs> if possible. But, you know, we're just going to see where it goes and keep going. We do plan on, at the end of the season, taking all of our episodes and making a DVD. So we're going to, like, make it so it's available for people. To, we're, gonna, we're actually going to charge for that. 
we've invested a lot of money into this, and we thought we better we just want to raise awareness, get this out there, and build an audience, and you know maybe down the line we'll do something like this. And now we're thinking, we're thinking about doing it. So we're gonna put all the episodes onto like two or three discs, and then also had a whole bunch of bonus features that you'd only be able to see by purchasing uh, the DVD. And we're thinking about getting a portion of the proceeds to uh, guide dogs as well. So stay tuned for that. It's still kind of in development in our heads, but uh, it should be pretty good. I think the DVD will definitely have something to offer that you wouldn't be able to get um, by watching the show online. Yeah, well, that sounds like all of great opportunities, on not only for you guys, but also for guide dogs for the blind. So, Amy, I wanted to ask you, so when you get a puppy, how old was Ricky when you got her, and how long will she stay with you? Ricky was eight weeks old when we got her, and um, they're hoping, they normally take the puppies back between 14 and 16 months, depending on when, how, their needs for the puppies to be back in training, uh, how many dogs they have at the campus, and two, the readiness of the puppy. So, um, she's 12 months old now, so we only have a few months left, unfortunately, yet. I'd have to buy more time if I could with this one. Yeah. We had them for, you know, a good uh, 14 or so months, just a little over a year. So we've had dogs go back as early as 15 months and as late as almost 19. So it, oh. it just varies on uh, their need at the campus and, you know, how, how the puppy's maturity is. Well, I know I, I, when people see Whistle with me, they always, a lot of people will say, oh, I wish I could be a puppy raiser, but I don't know how I could say goodbye to the puppy. I don't know how I could let it go. So I have to ask you, how do you cope with that? How do you deal with it and to say goodbye to all the puppies that you raise? First of all, we get, we get that question and comment all the time. And I have to admit, the first one was very difficult. Uh, we were very attached to him. But it did help that we brought home a new puppy that same day um, to help keep us busy and our mind off things. Uh, you know, I, I never, I don't think I truly give them up. I always wonder what they're doing and how they're, you know, if they're happy. And, of course, I'm sure all of them are. Um, I do stay in contact with a, a fair amount of the people that have our previous dogs. So we get to go visit sometimes, and we get email updates, pictures. I actually just got a picture uh, two days ago from puppy number seven. <laughs> I'm trying to think what number was he. You know, and he's he's now retired, but um, you know, the person that uh, got him, that graduated with him, kept him once he retired as a pet. And she sends me pictures and videos and, and how happy he is in his retirement life. And uh, so we keep in contact, which helps a lot. Um, so anybody out there that's listening that has a working dog that had a puppy raiser, please, please keep in contact with us. We really like it. It really helps. You know, know that uh, we don't have to worry about our, our puppies anymore. And, you know, they're, they're kind of like our kids. You know, they grow up, they go off to college, and they get a new family. So kind of look at it like that. Um, it's never easy. You know, I, I cry every time they go back, but I look forward to seeing them again at graduation. And, you know, we've gained, we've gained a lot of friends from this, you know, but the people that have our, our biggest dogs are, are only friends to us. Absolutely. Can, I, can I find them on that? <laughs> go for it. <laughs> okay, yeah, and, and I just, um, I, I definitely want to repeat what it, you know, that that is by far the most common question we get. 
I mean, people always ask, how can you give them back? And, and really, what I would like to pose back to this question back would be, how can you not? And you really can't really say that until you've just gone through it, and we've you know, been through it a lot. And it, it, it's amazing to see you know, the end result, and it makes it all worth it. it it's just it's really, it makes, it makes you feel so good. And you know, I never was really the type of person who was really into charity and giving back. And, and luckily, Amy, she, she, you know, she's really opened me up all that. And now I just, I really, it makes you feel so good to help other people out. And um, when you see, you know, when you see a dog that you help raise and, and help become a guide dog, helping somebody, it really is the ultimate reward. Uh, when we went to uh, Vancouver and we got to see Prudy with Donna, that was just awesome. And then, you know, Mac on our first dog, we, we've met with Jeannie more than once and we've seen them working together. And they're just an awesome team. It just makes you feel really good. You know, it's really, it's going to ask questions, why, why, how could you not give them back? Well, I love that, and I love your attitudes about it. I mean, because the work that you're doing is so remarkable. And as I said, it's really hard to articulate it from the perspective of an individual with a disability of how it changes our lives and gives us so much independence. And it's through this selfless love that starts out with this little puppy and the puppy raiser and all that you put into that. So Whistle and I can't thank you enough for the work that you're doing and, and and for educating people because also through growing up guide pup, I'm sure that is a remarkable recruiting tool for other puppy raisers. So I just think I commend you on the work that you're doing and, and I can't wait to hear more about how this evolves and, and if it does turn into a, a television show. I think there's lots of awesome future opportunities for growing up guide pup and I hope you guys will come back and share more with us of, of how it evolves and about Ricky as she goes forward with her new professional life. We want to hear about that and where she gets placed and, and what her new world looks like. Well, thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate the opportunity to talk about it, and thank you for having us on. Well, thank you so much, and thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We really appreciate you. And I have to ask you guys one last thing. Amy, how can someone get in touch if they want to be a puppy raiser? How can they reach Guide Dogs for the Blind? Um, probably the best way to do it is go to their website, www.guidedogs.com, and there's a link. There's plenty of links in there. All There's tons of information about puppy raisers and you just get, they will have their phone number. You give them a call, they will give you the phone number of a leader of a group in your area and then you contact your leader and start going to meetings and it all starts there and continues on. If you like what uh, you're doing at the meeting, they'll the home check, give you an application and shortly after they'll give you a puppy. Awesome. And Matt, how could someone access Growing Up Guide Pup? How can they find it? Um, right now, we are solely distributing the show on YouTube, so um, there's several ways you can find it. You can simply go on it if you have an account on YouTube. And actually, you don't need to have one, but it does help if you have an account on YouTube. But if you don't, you can just go on the YouTube, you know, www.youtube.com, and you can clip in, put, uh, type in our profile, which is Guide Dog Maniac. That's one way to do it. If you type in Guide Dog Maniac, all our videos will pop up, um, and you can click on any of the videos that way and see them. Um, if you Click on the Guide Dog Maniac link, it'll take us to our, take, uh, the audience to our page. And on our page, we have all the videos. We have a playlist set up. And if you click the playlist button, right now, um, it'll show all the videos in order from week one and on. So you can do that. Uh, but there's really a lot of ways. You just go into the search bar on YouTube, and you type in GUDP, 
when Side Dog Maniac, um, GUTV stands for Grown Up Guy Club. It'll take you to the videos, and then from there you can click in your way to our profile, or you can just watch the videos on YouTube, because um, they'll pop them up all over the place in the search. Okay, great. And we will have that information up on our website um, at PetLifeRadio.com on Working Like Dogs. So we'll make sure that our listeners have a couple of different ways that they can find Growing Up Guide Pup and also that they can find um, more information if they'd like to become a puppy raiser for guide dogs for the blind. So thanks so much, and we hope that you'll come back and join us again at Working Like Dogs. And we'd love to get your emails and your questions and comments, so please keep those coming. And you can email me at marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. So take good care, and we hope you'll come back and join us soon. Thanks so much. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.